All right, class. Midterms are here. It's time to give our midterm grades for NC State football, both offense and special teams, defense, and overall grade. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Happy Thursday to all. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. Today is midterm day. Every student throughout all time has always hated to hear these words. It is time for a midterm. We're covering our midterm grades for NC State football as we are into our bye week, effectively halfway through the season. We're going to move through each position group, give them a grade, and explain why. Same goes for special teams, defense, and then overall grade, which includes coaching as well. At the end, Kenton, we're going to start here with the offense moving position group to position group. It all starts up front. Give me your midterm grade for the offensive line. So I know Tujay and the boys aren't going to want to hear this, but the reality is I give this group a C minus to D plus range. Um, They haven't been so abysmal that I'm like, this offense can't do anything because of you all. And let's be honest. If you know an F offensive line when you see one, I think that our inability to run the ball, you know what? I'm going to say D plus because our inability to run the ball has been persistent throughout the year. Uh, we haven't opened up massive holes all that all that well. Our our backs have, you know, had to work a little bit of magic here and there. So I'll say D plus uh, as the grade here for this group. D plus, C minus. So I have them at a C minus. And I, I do agree with the idea that they haven't been as bad as a lot of people would like you to believe. Yeah. There has been several moments where they have been bad, though. I, I do want oh, to absolutely. clarify that. Absolutely. But I, I think that they have made small progressions as the season has gone on, but it has consistently felt like one step forward and then two steps back. Yeah. Pass block has been better than run block. I, I, I will concede that point. But I just have too many instances of pre-snap penalties, yeah. no push up front in the run game, the quarterback having to immediately run for their life, whether it is Armstrong or Morris, I have them as as a C- uh, for the time being. Next up, we're going to move to the quarterbacks. Kenton, what do you have for us? What is your quarterback midterm grade? I'm going to go with another C-. Uh, let's just be honest with ourselves here. This is a situation where had we started MJ Morris from day one, I believe this grade would look different. But if ifs and buts were berries and nuts, squirrels would never starve. Here we are with below average quarterback play. I, I'd say average quarterback play puts you out of C. I'm not quite willing to give this group that D plus or D range only because they have made some more plays than than you would think that just weren't really capitalized on. There was uh, the interception, of course, against Duke. where I'm like, what are you looking at? Um, And there are I want to say there was one more that was knocked down. But even on that one, it was third and forever 
um, late in the game where it felt like we had to force something. So, I mean, for the most part, you know, MJ Morris has shown up big time uh, to kind of save this grade because if it wasn't for him playing well against Marshall and um, and playing well against Duke, I, I definitely would have, you know, given him, uh, given the quarterback group that a solid flat D. So I actually have them as a C plus here. The other position groups have made the quarterback position for us look mm-hmm. a lot worse than it actually has been. And that goes yeah. for both Armstrong and Morris. Now, the play for Armstrong, a lot of times, it was a bad read or it was a bad decision or it was a bad throw. Mm-hmm. But there were also times, which we've also seen with MJ Morris here, where you have nearly no time to make a decision or no time to set your feet and make a decent throw. I'm not sure I would agree with your assessment that the other position groups have bought the quarterback play down enough oh, to where I can say. I, no, no, I'm have. saying enough to the point where I can say that it affects my ability to grade you. I'm not sure I about see. that one now. I'm not. They, they've absolutely. Oh, trust me. These other groups, we have not gotten to my lowest graded group yet. <laughs> and, and we have a D in here. So we, I, just to let you know. But yeah, I, so I have a C plus here. And, you know, when when folks were mulling over the potential of a change at the quarterback position on this show, we said, look, now listen, MJ has a higher ceiling. We ultimately believe that he will be a better quarterback, but he's not an immediate fix. We said that. And I think yeah. this last this most recent loss to Duke, that was your shining example of MJ can't solve everything. He needs yeah, yeah. everyone else to pull their weight just as much as he is in order for this offense to work. So Slap I'm going to give them a C plus. Slapping flex seal on the crack dam ain't going to do the job. Exactly. You need some structural engineers to get in there and fix what's going on. So quarterbacks, yes, I have at a C plus. Up next, we have running backs. Kenton, what do you have for us? <sighs> this was the toughest group to grade. And I, I very I genuinely mean this. This was the toughest group to grade because I, I had to go back, watch a lot of tape and say, okay, are they missing holes? Are there holes there that they're not hitting? And also, what are, what are we getting that I would say like, ah, this is okay. These backs are getting it done or they're not. So I'll give this group a C plus uh, because, again, I, I'm not going to lie and say like, oh, my God, this group has been god awful. They've done nothing. Running back, you know, doesn't matter how great. You could put Barry Sanders behind the worst offensive line in the world. I'm willing to bet any money if it's in college. They're gonna they're gonna do a good job of not stopping them, but at least slowing them down, making them look like, oh, that's a regular running back, not one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time. The biggest concern about this group to me is the lack of pop, the lack of oomph in it. You know what I mean? Our running back room just doesn't have that oomph in it right now. Like there have been times where the offensive line creates a hole, and I want to see, you know, a 15-yarder is good. Put some oomph on it. Make that guy miss. Go get me 30. That was our biggest complaint about Jordan Houston all the time. It was that you couldn't get us the huge play. Now we're getting big plays. I want to see a little more. So I'd say C plus, B minus territory is where I put it. I have them at a C. And and for most of this reason, it is because we don't have enough oomph. And the only oomph we've really seen was in that Marshall game. You had Michael Allen bust out a 37-yard run. You even had Delbert Mims go for an 18-yard run in the red zone. That was great to see. But outside of that game, you, you've seen some some spots of effectiveness. Michael Allen's had several runs go into the double digits, but hasn't quite been able to break that last tackle or turn that last corner yet. And that's fine. But with so many other issues, the run game is something that could keep this offense afloat. And it just 
haven't been able to get enough of it for that to happen so far. See, no plus, no minus, just a flat C. This is where things get interesting. Wide receiving room. What do we got? Oh, boy. Listen, I know some people are going to be mad at me. This wide receiving room has left a ton to be desired. A ton to be desired. A lack of, we talk about a lack of umph out of the running back room. Where is just the mundane plays? Forget the umph. Give me the three-yarder. Give me that, and I'll be okay out of this receiving room. They're, the best player in this group by far is Casey. And even he has had drop problems, as I believe two of his drops have directly led to interception. They have. So with that in mind, I can give this group nothing better than a D minor. What do they do that you would say, this is the stamp of this receiver room? Do they catch contested passes? Do they beat you deep consistently? Do they just run those types of routes where they're always open? They, do they know how to sit down in zones to create some openness? So what is this group's calling card? With that being said, I got to give you the D minus. Got to give it. I also have them at a D minus. And I think I should point out here, this is with KC pulling this average up. Because otherwise, oh. I think I would have hit him with an F. It has oh. been that bad. Baby, it would have been an F minus for me if KC wasn't in it. We got we got drops of, of, of large magnitude. Third mm-hmm. down drops to continue a drive drops to 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 potentially change the complexion of a game drops yeah yeah that significant we have missed blocking assignments lack of separation there's really not much more to say about it because it's just it's been so underwhelming it's been so disappointing and we kind of got inklings of this over the summer like oh well Wide receiving rooms look a little thin. What are we going to do there? And then we kind of got reassured that there, you know, there's athletes in there. This new offense is going to put them in good positions to succeed. Yeah. Seven weeks in, we're we're at a loss here. So it is a D minus. And this, I mean, you talk about one of the most significant places that needs to like needs to improve immediately. It's this. Yeah. So I have them at a D minus. Tight ends. Does anyone ever remember getting an S <laughs> on a report card? Just satisfactory, satisfactory and unsatisfactory, yep. yep. Because yep. there's almost not enough material to give them a letter grade. S has been like, have they been suited up in a uniform? Yes. I'd give this group a B. I would say that the, okay. the, tight, end, the tight end group has been the best group on this offense. I'm, I'm going to say that again. When they're the, used, yes. The tight end group in everything that they do have been – the standard setters on this offense. And I I hate to say it because they're used so sparingly, but if you watch them block, they are not great blockers, but they, boy, do they give it their all. You can see the legs turning and them trying to grab hold, squeeze on anything they can in terms of uh, when they have their blocking assignments, they're doing everything that they can. You know, I, Robert and I said, be relevant when your number's called. Um, Hmm. If only there was a group. Who did that? Who was relevant when targeted? Hmm. What would happen? But, you know, like you said, they just haven't been used enough. With the lack of representation here outside of maybe the one game where Trent Penix went for 99 yards and two touchdowns, I think I'm going to stick with my my letter here of S S. Mm -hmm. and not an actual letter because it's been satisfactory. And there's really that's really all I can say about it because we need much more tight end involvement 
in order to, to pick this offense and get somewhere, some direction of anywhere in these final five games. Special teams, give me a grade. Uh, special teams, I'd also say this is another B. This is another B. Uh, Narvison has been special. Nooncaster has been special. Julian Grave, have a day, brother. Every time he touches the ball, every time he has the opportunity to touch the ball. The only reason they don't have an A, I want to say Nooncaster uh, missed it. Not Nooncaster. Um, uh, Braden Narvison missed a kick earlier this year that I believe was well inside his range. And the decision to hesitate and then bring it out by Julian Gray last week was a little bit questionable. And um, other than that, I don't really have too much else to to say about to say negatively about these groups. Uh, yeah, I'd say a B. I'd say a B, B plus during that that territory for me. Yeah, I have them at a B. Um, you know, we there's a portion of the season where kick return and punt return, we were what top five, top ten in the country. Yeah, Jalen yeah. Coit and Julian Gray have done a pretty solid job in their respective returning groups there. The punting game, it, it's almost a shame that we have to give Nooncaster so much credit, but it's because we keep seeing him on that the That was bad. That's a bad man there. Yeah, no, he, they, they don't call him Boomcaster for no reason, but yeah. there was the one game, I think it was Marshall, had a couple wobbly punts, but, I mean, mm-hmm. nothing to nothing to poke at much there. Narvis and the game where we kept record. doing the uh, the game where we kept doing the squib kicks as well. That's another one where you know. Yeah, I mean, it who takes away from your A? Whatever, that, wherever that decision came from, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull down your grade a little bit there. And then you ha- you also have Braden Arvison just set a school record, so maybe you get a couple extra extra credit points for that one. But I think a B is pretty appropriate uh, for special teams so far. Absolutely. Up next, we're gonna give our midterm grades for our defense after a quick word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor of the day is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is simply the most fun you can have this fantasy football season. Prize Picks is super simple to play, and you can make your picks and submit your entry in under 60 seconds. With quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types to choose from, Prize Picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app. This Thursday night on Prize Picks, you can select Chris Olave to go over 85 yards receiving or Trevor Lawrence to throw under two touchdowns. With Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. And college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury reassurance. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. All right. Now we're going to roll into our defensive report card grades. Again, we're going to start up front the defensive line. Kenton, give me a grade. Yeah. So I'm going to get a buffet buster. I'm going to give them a four B, but they've done a, a better than good job. They have not been spectacular, but they have been good. Cleveland has been a revelation, of course. We expected what we expected of Davin Van. Way to go. Keep balling, young man. I would like some of the other depth guys, not name Hibbler, to show up a little bit more. Hibbler or Cleveland to show up a little bit more. You can't ask for too much more than that. There have also been some plays where, you know, the big run against uh, UConn, that was Davin Van's gap that that ball hit. You know what I mean? Like, we need you to get down in there, big fella. You are you are a, a leader on this team. The team goes as you go. If you are in that gap, we see a very different result from Rosas and therefore that play and therefore that game. So I'd say a B. I'd say a solid B. 
Yeah, that's basically exactly what I was going to say. It it gets pulled down a little bit from some issues with gap discipline, yeah. but I think it also gets pulled up by a lot a lot of the turnovers that we've been able to force with our defense has been breaking through the Absolutely. the opposing offensive lines with that pressure from Davin Van. Brandon Cleveland, you'll be looking at some massive upticks in uh, snaps, both the end of this year and getting into next year. The starting three have been good. They will, I will not say great, but they have been good. So I think that's good enough for a B. Up next, yeah. we have the linebackers. What you got? This is my most begrudging grade, but I must give it anyway. I give them a B minus. Okay. Peyton Wilson, if I had to grade you individually, brother, A plus plus. You understand? I, I put two pluses on that thing. I Because you, you showed up. You're showing up. You're showing up. There's nothing else. And I mean this very genuinely. I literally have to watch. I've watched tape to see, like, how many mistakes does he make in a game? How many times is his eyes in the wrong place? How many times? The entire season, I want to say there have been about four to five plays where I think he's like, oh, man, he screwed the pooch on that one. But even then, it's rare that it affects the team. Like, even when he screws up, it is very rare that it has a direct effect on the team. Jalen Scott, way to show up to the party. Better late than never, but never late is better. Uh, Kay Fordham and Devon Betty. Hey, friends. Hey, friend. You you two are the reason that we got this, uh, that that we're not at an A, honestly and truly. Jalen Scott, a little bit in there, but he's played well. He's picked it up as of late. I have them at a B plus, and I think the plus is coming from Jalen Scott really starting to figure it out yeah. at this point in the season. Again, like you mentioned, Peyton Wilson can only bring this grade up so high, but oh it's God. he's pulling it up with as as strong as he can. I, I let me tell you something. You it's a group project. That brother is doing. He made the yeah. slides. He googled the sources. He came up with the work cited. But he done did it all. The man done done it all there. He is working for that A plus for the yeah. for the good of the group. Jalen Scott is starting to come on strong, and so you put him up against a Peyton Wilson. There, you look at the other side. It's like. Okay, that still needs some work here. And Caden Fordham, we've seen some flashes of a lot of potential for him the rest of the season, Mm -hmm. uh, bleeding into next season. Devon Betty has struggled. He has struggled. There's no two ways about it. He struggled. And so it is a B plus. There's still a lot of room for improvement, but without a doubt, the linebackers have been one of the strong spots in this defense. It has had some good moments, had some tough moments, but they've kind of stayed right in the middle. And so, you know, that that is being led by those linebackers. Up yeah. next, we'll go with corners. What do you have for the corners? So our corners were, they were the toughest to grade defensively because there's been some times where their highs are really high. I mean, really say that the corners would get another B minus. And yep. I know that some people are going to look at me and say, you're milking B minus to death here. Hey, if that's what these groups are earning, that's what they're earning because they're not good enough for me to say they're good. They're good enough for me to say, I would trust that you're good, but I wouldn't be surprised if you're average on the day. So I give them a B minus. Yeah, that's exactly what I got. I have B minus here because they are good, but not exactly Mm -hmm. to the level that we came into the season expecting. Aiden White, who was one of the top corners, if not the top corner in the country last year, hasn't quite returned to that level here in 2023. Of course, you can tell there is still an influence as teams will openly try to avoid throwing his direction, which is yeah. there, there's something to be said there. 
but there's also been moments where he has gotten lost by a specific formation. He has gotten lost by a breakdown of coverage. And, you know, Shaheen Battle, he's been good. He had that pick against Duke. But just as a whole, the corners as a whole have underwhelmed just a bit for me this year. So I have them at a B minus. We'll go nickels and safeties here. What you got for me? You know, the more tape I watched on this group, the more I'm like, these boys are saving the defense at multiple points. But there's also the the problem of they're a part of those blown coverages on the back end at times. I, I look at, you know, I look at Pookie Kennedy and I'm like, he's been phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. I, good, good ain't good enough for him. He's been phenomenal. He's been Johnny on the spot at multiple times. I look at Boykin. He's been good. I'd say Boykin's been good. I'd say he's had his moments where he struggled, but for the most part, he's been good. Sean Brown has been a little bit of a surprise. Let's just be honest, right? This is a guy that nobody was expecting a ton from. Coming into the season, he's been a little bit of a surprise, but you also see moments where you're like, ah, that's why you were the third guy. And that's not to be disrespectful to the young man. He, again, I would say he's played well above what expectations were in terms of like, hey, if somebody were to tell me Sean Brown would have to play a lot, how good do you think the safeties would be? I'd have to give this group a solid flat B. They get a flat B for me because they haven't been great. They have had their moments, but they've been good. And they haven't had enough bust to where – Again, their busts have been big and noticeable because they're safeties, and that's how the safety position works, right? You took a break from B-minus, but I'm going to keep it rolling. I have mm-hmm. a B-minus for nickels and safeties here. Now, okay. there is something to be said with the 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 depth of the safeties being that we keep having a lot of injuries yeah. back there, but Sean Brown has impressed me. I think he has yeah. played well above yeah, what yes. anyone has expected of him this season. And, and for a nickel, Pookie Kennedy's having a hell of a season. A hell of a season. He has Ooh. impressed me as well. You know, he came in with a pretty good resume behind him, and he's backed it up. You know, it's it's hard to replace guys like Tyler Baker-Williams and Tanner Engel mm-hmm. back there, but you see some sparks in those two guys in particular, even though, you know, yes, as a whole, there has been some moments of struggle. I'm going to keep them at a B-minus here, but Poogie and Sean Brown, they have been bright spots back there in that deep secondary. We're going to round this thing out in just a moment with an overall group after another quick word from our sponsors. Our second sponsor of the day is Jace Medical. Everyone should feel empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Whether it's a natural disaster or a moment of crisis, don't get caught unprepared. That's why you need a Jace case from Jace Medical. Jace handles everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. And all it takes to get a Jace case is filling out a simple online form and in some cases, jumping on a quick phone call with one of their board-certified physicians. Doctor created and doctor recommended. Go to jacemedical.com and enter code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com rounding out our thursday report card episode our midterm report cards we're now going to give our overall grades at the midpoint of the season kenton i'll let you go first and then i'll take us home all right so here's the matter here's here's the heart of the matter for me okay when i look at this team and i look at how they performed overall one win by 10 points at uconn 
One win by three points at Virginia. One win by seven points at home against Marshall. Now here are the scores, or here are the point differentials from our losses. 21-point loss at home against Notre Dame. Three-point loss at home against Louisville. 21-point loss in a road game that was not really a road game because Wolfpack Nation showed out at Duke. With that in mind, that is what informs this grade. C minus D plus. Overall, C minus D plus. Too many bad decisions being made regularly on this team. One of the highest graded groups, one of the groups that I watch and I get the most excited about, we do not use in the tight ends. In terms of the whole MJ Brennan thing, if they look in practice, what they have looked like in these games, I mean this very genuinely. It is tantamount to coaching malpractice to have started the season with Brennan Armstrong if he looked in practice how he did in these games. And if MJ looked how he looked in these games in practice, it is tantamount to coaching malpractice because I'm not going to say it's exactly night and day, but uh, I'll tell you this much. It's not – these two are not – they don't look like they're playing the same game at times, and uh, MJ's playing the better one. That's just the reality. I've seen too many moments, like we've already talked about in terms of coaching, the locked-on look of the week. We got gassed by something for 80 yards, and we did not know to adjust to it again. And that's from the coach that everybody likes the most of the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, head coach trio. With that being said, C minus D plus, because I can't trust this team to be good against good competition. I just can't do that. I have them at a D plus and it's not just some of the games that we've lost, but it's the way in which we have lost them. Yeah. The, the effective of the effective waving of the white flag at Duke. I have it's, it's been what six days now. I still have like that same bad taste in my mouth as I did Saturday night. Some of the decisions in making adjustments and or not making adjustments it all just feels sort of reactionary and and not in a good way, not in yeah. a good way. I think, you know, something you say a lot, Kenton, and I, I always appreciate when you say this, not just how you say it, but coaching more often than not, it's what you teach and what you allow. Some of what we've seen allowed this year, yeah. you, you, can't, you can't do anything other than understand that that's a reflection on some level. And yeah. so yeah. we talked about this bye week coming at a good time. It is because this team, in order to get to, I mean, if we're being realistic here, the end goal for the rest of this season is probably just making a bowl. I'm not even yeah. trying to be negative, but yeah. you look at our last five games, three of them that are home games are against teams that have been slash are ranked throughout the course of the season. The two on the road are two places where you do not have success going on the road and play. And that's painful for a team that was picked, what, fourth to finish in the ACC this year? Yeah. The the drop-off from potentially thinking you can be a contender this year in the ACC to now looking at, are we going to make a bowl? In, in, yeah. in the course of, what, a month, month and a half is crazy. It's crazy. The season has gone from leaving a lot on the table to not even getting to sit at the table because of decisions being made here. 
It, it's just, it's been so frustrating because, you know, regardless of fans deserving more, but the team deserves more too. Yeah. You hear about the, you know, Peyton Wilson deserves more. Yes. This offense deserves more. The defense as a whole unit deserves more. And so it's just been so frustrating to watch us underperforming because like we talked about earlier in the week, more often than not this year, we have beaten ourselves and we have not figured out how to not beat ourselves. And so Mm -hmm. you certainly hope that this bye week is getting put to good use here because there's no time to feel sorry for yourself. Next week you have Clemson coming to Raleigh before you finish out what could be considered like a five game gauntlet for NC state here in the rest of the season. So I'm going to have them at a D plus by the end of the year. Can that be pulled up? Of course. Can it be pulled down? I don't know if I want to talk about it, if it gets pulled down, but it's just, it's been, it's been a season. You know how people say it's been a week. It's been a season. Yeah. And they say it's only Wednesday. It's only Wednesday of this season. And it's been way through. Yeah. Yeah. It's only been way through C minus D plus our grades are right there. You know, they winking at each other as they would say, where I'm from. So, you know, that's, that's, it's a, like you said, it's been a season and all these grades are midterms. They can go up. Yep. That'll do it for us here on Thursday. As always, thank y'all so much for joining us. Be sure to comment, like, and subscribe, get those comments in the box as we have fan Friday coming up. We'll also have a special guest on our Friday episode. It is Noah Teague of the technician wanted to get his take on the NC state football season this year, as he is a writer for the school, wanted to see what the pulse is around campus where we're where we're headed from here nobody knows but should be a great time with noah as always we will see you tomorrow until then go pack go pack